Hello, welcome to episode 252 of the Stuttering School podcast. I am your host, Daniele Rossi. You can call me Danny, coming to you from a beautiful day. Beautiful, yeah, chilly, but beautiful, lots of sun. Um, late summer day here in Toronto in Canada. And, well, I have a treat for you. Well, I hope it's a treat for you because... I'm still blown away by the conversation that I just recorded uh, <laughs> with Grant Meredith and Patrick Campbell. Uh, they will uh, l- later introduce themselves. But uh, yeah, we talk about um, the uh, acceptance and the uh, stuttering pride movement. And, you know, it sounds like, okay, a pretty much cut and dry, very short conversation. But I'm blown away by the, the many different directions our conversation went and really really thought-provoking and in fact I ha- like it's been over an hour since we recorded and you know I'm going about my business and I'm like and I and I keep my mind really with oh and this and this and this so really really cool conversation and I hope you're gonna get a lot of takeaways too and I hope that it'll inspire you to pretty much learn from others right be very open to learn from others I have Grant Meredith all the way in Australia where it's 10 p.m. Uh, ish right now. And, uh, and and I have Patrick Campbell who's in England where it's 1 o'clock p.m. And uh, for me, it's 8 in the morning. So, yeah, that's uh, how big our planet is. Um, I, know, I thought I'd throw that in. Um, <laughs> it's wonder and you know it, I've been in I've been in I've been in isolation because the pandemic since March so uh, anything bigger than my immediate block is boggles my mind so uh, well on today's episode on this episode we're talking about um, acceptance and stuttering pride um, a concept that I think I'm going to uh, send it over to actually I screwed up the intro again. This is actually my second uh, time. So let's hear their voices first. If you want to say a little, little, little bit about yourselves. And uh, yeah, uh, Grant, Grant, we'll start with you. It's eight in the morning. Way too early for me to wing intros. <laughs> no problems, Daniel. My name is Grant Meredith and I am from Australia in the state of the Victoria, where we're currently in uh, COVID, uh, I guess you would call it a lockdown, and I'm a lecturer of information technology. Hello, I'm Patrick Campbell. I'm definitely the one here who scored the best time zone. I'm 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 in the 1 p.m. mid mid. Mid, mid midday slots. Um, I am from uh, Newcastle originally in England, but now now live in Cambridge. I'm a pediatric doctor by day, and I like to think a stammering activist by night. And you had edited, I believe the term is. <laughs> actually, wait, wait. Actually, actually, first I should mention that the two of you are returning guests on my uh, podcast. So, uh, Patrick, you had spoken maybe a few months ago uh you had joined uh your co-editors of the book stammering pride and prejudice um and grant um you do a lot of other stuff <laughs> stammering. you've done I, research I, I, I guess I... <laughs> there's too many to mention yeah. <laughs> too much to mention <laughs> yeah patrick go ahead yeah I, yeah i mean i was gonna say it feels like i was on last week 
Oh, wow. with, um, Sam and Chris. But Grant gives a very different vibe to podcasts, I think. So <laughs> excited to see how this one goes. <laughs> the suspense I, builds. I hope I don't actually disappoint anybody then. <laughs> so uh, Grant had, had uh, suggested to me this topic you know you got to bring me and patrick on and we'll talk about acceptance and stuttering pride so why is that what uh, prompted you to um think this would be a uh, you know an interesting an interesting topic to talk about i think stuttering pride is a really it's a it's a it's a movement which i think is gaining a lot of ground um and I think it's gaining a lot of ground, uh, especially in the UK and in uh, Europe. But I think it actually exists within other stuttering um, cultures also, but perhaps they just don't actually know it, or they just don't actually use that that actual that actual that actual term. And I thought it'd be a very interesting topic to have both me and Patrick actually talking about it. And Patrick's one of the um, main um, the drivers of it in the uh, UK. So what is... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I just think stammering pride is so important. And um, I don't think it's something we, we talk about enough as people mm. who stammer. We, we spend a lot of time talking about acceptance. And some people spend a lot of time thinking about fluency and how, how to become fluent. But... We don't often um, just take time to appreciate what what stammering is and what it can offer to us and the world. So I think stammering pride is a really exciting topic to talk about. So yes, it is, Patrick. Yeah. So the stammering, stuttering pride is the in between, or is it the all-encompassing? I don't think nobody really knows how it sort of. No. To, to find, I mean, oh. I think mm. I, I I picked it up from the did I stutter blog, which was a blog back in about 2013, 2014, 2015 when it was really active, and that was mm. a very radical blog um, about seeing stammering as a different way of speaking rather than a, a d d d defect, and they they began to talk about disfluency pride which is where i feel like i picked up the pride bit from then i tacked on stammering onto it mm. to the front um, yeah, and, and um I, I think patrick it's kind of like a natural um evolution from the um disability pride movement also um and definitely has um kind of like a mirrored um, identity, I'd say, closely to the death, uh, death, um, the pride movement also, which is actually very, very strong and, and um, vocal. Yeah, I think so, and I think I'd link, I'd, I'd link it to more generally a societal change, especially over the last ten or twenty years. Um, towards seeing things which were previously viewed as defects, as difference, and you see this across across society in sort of LGBT rights rights movements with with, with the very strong pride angle now in that, and also inside um, ethnic discussions around race as well. I think that it, it really is a whole societal shift um, rather than just one primarily in in just just. just, just 
it's a it's a disability related world. Yeah, yeah, true, Patrick. But I, I guess like I've seen it, um, the notion of pride a lot. I guess when I've been to different um, disability conferences, where um, you you will walk in and there's a room full of um, people with um, various um, dis uh, dis abilities there, but they're always positive conferences. And they're always about um, kind of embracing who they actually are and not actually fighting against it, you know, not always holding it for a cure or a fix. Um, they actually, there's a very strong sense of, um, of um, happiness there, but also community also. Patrick, I think um, when it comes to stuttering pride and acceptance, uh, in my mind, one of the problems stopping it from actually moving forward and being spoken about loudly is the fact that there's no consensus about what stuttering pride is, what it means, and what acceptance even is. Um, it seems to be a very individualised topic, and and and, and also a uh, topic which is mis understood or misreported yeah. within our own um, stuttering communities also. I mean, Grant, would you say there's a difference between acceptance and pride? I, in my mind, there, there, there is. I think yeah. um, there's a level of acceptance that each of us would have in accordance to where our speech is, where it's heading. Um, what we're you know happy with in terms of our speech and what we're not, um, but I also see acceptance of um, um, I guess holistically. So acceptance for me is my own journey and my acceptance of your individual journey also, um, regardless of what it, what it actually is. Um, as a yeah, yes. Hmm. Just I've I've kind of I've never been a big fan of this term acceptance like I can't think of a single thing you accept which is like positive in your life I mean you accept a bad sort of diagnosis or something bad happening happening to you or the death of a loved one you know acceptance is never like oh it's great I've accepted this you know like it's generally a negative thing so um but stuttering and... isn't the same as death of a loved one <laughs> I, I I did did I did have um, I received a comment like that once years ago, saying how can you call your podcast stuttering is cool? Spina bifida is not cool. Like why are you saying stuttering is cool? So mm. I could see it. That's um, that's where for me anyway the term acceptance becomes way too vague, right? Because you know for you it you know it had that negative connotation for me. It had that idea, okay, well, I just stutter, so what? Let me continue on with my life. Whereas someone else could see it as you're submitting to the fact that you stutter and you're defeated, something like that. Like it's a very interesting mm, mm, aspect mm. of the English language that we don't have yeah. as many words as we should <laughs> to, to yeah. exact, to really describe what we really mean. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a really good way of putting it, Danny, that there's that there's two sides to acceptance. There's a sort yeah. of a negative kind of sad acceptance and there's yeah. more of a 
positive this is who I am acceptance. Um, I think mm. pride for me really clearly places you on that happy end of acceptance rather than that sad resigned end. So I think mm -hmm. that's where the power of stammering pride really comes to for me. However, because, <laughs> however, <laughs> however, Daniel, well, there's an issue with the word pride too, because that has many different meanings, right? Because you know how how there's there's that saying, um, pride comes before the fall, or something like that. I think that's the uh, term. Yes, yes. So it's like, yes, yes. well, I'm proud that I stutter, but I didn't do anything to create the stutter. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like right like so it's kind of well, like how you were born you know um yeah it, it's not something yeah, that, I was born. that you actually chose um yeah mm. so so Patrick, so what's your i guess clear definition of pride then so as a person who's who's uh stammering you're proud can you define what that means to you i don't, I don't want to like pin it down grant because i know i know what you said was that the lack of a clear definition and yeah. idea of pride hurts the pride yeah. movement, but I don't actually agree with that. I want I, I, I yeah. want people to find their own pride. Yeah. So um, I want pride. to hear your own pride, please, Patrick. My my own. So I guess my pride yeah. comes from a big part of it comes from the sense of community. So um, I'm very proud when I go to a stammering conference and I get to meet lots of people and meet meet loads of really cool people. I get I get a lot of pride from that of being part of that sort of society. Um, I'm also proud of stammering because um, I spent a lot of my life running away from stammering and running away from words. So when I stammer, I know what I know. I'm saying what I really want to say, and I'm not not avoiding things like when I stammer I'm truly saying what I want to mm. sounds a lot like acceptance to me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I so say we just blame the English language <laughs> yeah. I think that the beauty of language is that it evolves mm. with time like how we how we yeah. use words changes what, what those words are yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess again, Patrick, my my identity of pride is similar to yours. Really, is it's um, I'm proud of who I am. Um, we've all had the hard times. We all still go through the ups and downs. But at the end of the day, I'm not a, I'm not scared to speak. Um, I'm not ashamed of who I am. Um, in in terms of actually having a stutter. Um, in 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 a sense, my identity. I, I could almost say that. Uh, 99% of the day, I'm not a person who stutters. I, I don't even think about it. Um, mm. But I'm not shy of it. And I, I, and again, I love going to conferences and talking on Facebook. You know, I'm about to stuttering. Um, and I think for all of us here, we can stand back and look at what we've achieved despite stuttering. Um, but it's still been there. It's, it's always been with us, so it's kind of built us to where we are now, um, in a in a in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See now, um, Constantine has um, what you've just said. That idea that like is gained through pain. Like um, we gain through stammering and become proud of it because of the sort of overcomingness we go through. 
Um, I, guess, <laughs> I hate that um, word too. <laughs> I could tell. I, I could tell you're like you're cringing. We could do a whole podcast on that word. That would yeah, be a I podcast from yeah. But there's 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 that core there's 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 that sort of stammering pride vibe. But I, but I'd also like to think there's a kind of vibe where we just like stammering for what it is, not through what it's put us through to to get to a better point. Um, so where we just like stammering because of what it brings to our voices themselves, things like spontaneity um, and vulnerability, regardless of what it puts us through, like it gives something to us. That's that's true, Patrick. Like, um, I, I guess like in in my job, there's been multiple instances where people have commented at times, or it's been reflected that. Um, my communication skills may, may not be as good if I didn't actually stutter, you know. Um, and there's no way to actually prove that. But I think because of how I've shaped how I, you know, um, how I present, how I talk, um, it, and who I am, um, and I stutter openly and with confidence, and um, I don't, um, I don't avoid eye contact. Um, I'm normally speaking up. Um, uh, it's seen as part of my effective tools. <laughs> the fact that I'm just—I'm not, not always just talking in a in a monotonous, monotonous sort of a way. Um, it's up and down. It's it's a bit stilted at times. It's spon spontaneous, which actually sometimes makes it exciting too. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the fact that I love love to to actually talk. <laughs> I've noticed. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, D- Danny, coming to you for a little bit. So you call your pad your podcast stut- stuttering is cool. Would would you would you see stat- stammering pride or stuttering pride for you? I guess as part of your life and your podcast and Frankie Banky. Mm-hmm. True, Dan, because you are saying stuttering is cool. Yes. Um, I think overall, I'm a big picture person, not a black and white. um, And uh, the the concept of or the phrase stuttering is cool or that concept. Yeah, that concept is exactly what you what how you had described earlier, you know, like when you go to the conferences and you meet other people who stutter. Um, you know, and you're sharing those experiences that you thought you were the only one in the world that would, you know, make up those tricks, how to get other people to say things for you. Or, you know, I would, you know, speak really, really, really fast. So I'm fluent, that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, my gosh, people had the exact same experience as me. This, of course, is before the Internet, where it was hard to meet others who stuttered in your own area. Um, So that came from that feeling of I've made, you know, this, these group of friends who also stutter and they know exactly what I'm going through. Wow, stuttering is kind of cool to have. So that came out of that acceptance. And, you know, what? I just have this really cool thing that I do. And I, you know, and I'm able to go to this conference. And on the weekend, I went to a meetup. And, you know, and it's really um, um, trying to think, uh, you know, like I've met so many people who stutter that do really cool things, you know, and going to the overcoming part, you know, where they have, and I don't see it. And I, 
you know, overcome is another word that's too vague. Um, you know, like they've built so much character, they built so much resilience, so much growth, so much strength in, um, you know, all that adversity. So really, that's what that is. You know, maybe it is, maybe it is part of the starting prime movement, you know, um, to be honest, I don't care. <laughs> and I don't mean that in any negative way. Um because now it's been, what, maybe 13 years, maybe, since I've been podcasting, since I've, you know, come to oh. learn, wow, stuttering, you know, it's not something that can hinder me. Mind you, you know, I don't stutter that much as as I used to. So that is that does play a role, I guess. Um, but now, um, you know, I was very active, you know, on, on you know, um, association boards and this and this. So the next phase in my life in terms of stuttering, stammering is Frankie Banky. Let me draw comics about Frankie Banky because um, and I think this is probably where the topic idea came out of for the show. Uh, excuse me, let me take a drink. Is that, <clears throat> excuse me and I've, and I've talked about it many times on well, throughout the year so nothing's really changed I guess. Um, there are so many different camps online schools of thought you know is it acceptance uh you know there's a pride one there's a fluency one there's a you know i you know just last week you know i ran into a whole discussion about people convinced that you know low self-esteem caused their stutter right and uh where was i going with this I lost my train of thought. No, no, I wanted to jump in quite a while back, Danny. Do you please do, please so, do. <laughs> first of all, I had a little bit of sort of waffles to add, if that's okay. Ooh, so I wanted to say one of the things I love as a person, person who stammers, and which makes me very proud, is um, when you meet someone who stammers who you don't know for the first time, and um, it's it's sort of even better if they're coming to a conference <laughs> or, or, or or a support group for the yeah. first time yeah. and you meet and you just have that moment where you both like stammer and it's like welcome to this weird and wonderful community of people who stammer and that sort of like that sort of stammering greeting where you both <laughs> struggle to sit so your own name you end up in this weirdly prolonged handshake hopefully yes. not now during their cook over time yeah, that true. Be especially dangerous but i just think that that's such such a beautiful powerful movement when you meet a person who stammers exactly the bit, yeah. the, bit the bit i wanted to add on to mainly <laughs> though was you were talk, talking about groups and one of the worries i have about stammering pride is that is that is that it splinters People like people can really hate the idea of performing pride. People who um, believe fluency is, is is the way and want to overcome stammering can really um, have quite strong feelings and say, "I don't want to be proud of it." So I think mm -hmm. I I sometimes worry it does risk forcing people into the groups. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like that? Yeah, and and uh, Patrick, I, th I think it does. It's a highly highly um the divisive um, term for many, many, many reasons, I think, actually. Like, there are the ones who are chasing fluency all the time, the ones who have, who have possibly spent a lot of time and money on trying to get their speech better, and they don't want to just drop everything and just say, 
Oh, uh, stuttering's all good now, and and I'm um, happy about it. Yeah. But also, there are the people who stutter, um, and and some who not who um, whose business models rely on you <laughs> not having pride. <laughs> like there are there so are many of them. Coaches, yeah. There are programs who do not want stuttering at all framed in a positive nature. <laughs> That Otherwise, is so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there seems to have been such an explosion of, <laughs> of you know, stuttering coaches, stuttering. Well, what what was the other word that I came across in another title? But yeah, but but in any case, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm, I mean, it's good. You know, I mean, in one sense, people want to help people, but uh, yeah, the idea of keep keep it negative <laughs> that's pretty yeah. you will often find that find that people whose um the business models rely on a negative mindset um are always posting things on social media in a negative negative in a negatively framed framed um fashion oh wow um there's never a positive post there's it's always about you know um, how has um, uh, stuttering hurt you in this way? Has it done this to you? Has it done that, et cetera, et cetera? Um, but um, actually, going back to Patrick's uh, concept, um, his discussion about stuttering conferences, to me, they're one of the most enjoyable things also, especially um, when, when you meet somebody on day one and it's their very first conference and they're usually you know, fairly shy and meek um, and actually some sometimes not wanting to actually talk much but by the end of the conference everybody's mates you know um where they're you know hugging and joking and drinking and everything and everyone's having fun and for some of them on their first conference the life their life has changed forever that even happened oh sorry go ahead no, no sorry no 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 you were you're on a very night yeah the lives are changed um, forever continue it's very nice yeah <laughs> the lives are changed forever and and the next time you you actually meet them and you don't always but you can tell that something's changed yeah. for them they've they've gone home afterwards it might not be like this huge um 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 huge life altering event which has shaped their life totally strong forever but they are a different person yeah um and that's something that we can all give yeah that's something that i witnessed um around maybe 2009 2008 on twitter when there was a thriving and very peaceful Twitter, very thriving, stuttering uh, community. So even just hanging out with, the, like, no, hanging out, quote unquote, hanging out with us on Twitter, um, you know, I witnessed someone, uh, a woman in the states, who uh, she went from you no know, absolutely refusing to make phone calls. She got her mother to make her phone calls for her, and then, you know, just just being exposed to the conversations that we were having amongst ourselves, you know, Hey, today I stuttered this and I was laughed at. And then I said this, and then this happened that way out of nowhere. One day there's a tweet that comes up. Oh my gosh. I just, I just made my first phone call. <laughs> you know, like it's great to see that really life changing. And now she's a coach, like not a stutter coach, but, <laughs> but now, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it's, um, I see that as the power of, it's uh, what um, what I um, open my book with, um, where I say you are the company that you keep. 
you know, where, you know, it's, it's the influence, right? Like, um, when you hang out with others who stutter, you know, whether it's a conference, or whatever, make sure they're positive people, <laughs> they have a positive outlook. If that, you know, aligns with your values, I guess, right? Because um, I don't know. I mean, going back to the stutter coaches that like to post negative things, um, I've been there, right? And it wasn't fun, right? Like, I call that my covert days. And to blame everything on your stuttering, but it's not really your stuttering. It's societal's reactions, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> and I guess um, um, another thing, good thing about like um, the conferences and like um, um, uh, uh, organisations is, then I don't think I've been to one anywhere in the world which hasn't been, the f- which we haven't met really nice people, friendly people, and um, welcoming people. Um, True. You, you you kind of instantly bond by the fact of actually just actually being there, um, and each person stutters completely different um but we, you just kind of gel instantly and you yeah. kind of go into some sort of harmony <laughs> um, until you go online <laughs> so i've got i've got i've got two things i'd like to, to tell first of one is a story so um last year i went to the the national stuttering association conference for the first time and obviously I wasn't a stuttering conference newbie, but I was wearing this like first timer oh, badge. Yeah. Oh, you're and, went, here. <laughs> and like everybody came 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 up 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 to me and went, This will be a life life changing event for you and I was like Been oh, there, this is done not that. my first stuttering rodeo. My life will not be changed and there was all of these like I don't want to use the term preachy, but it was a little bit preachy on stage <laughs> sessions of like, your life will be changed by this. And, you know, the normal, um, it, was, mm. it was quite hyped up that your life would be changed when you go home. Then I went home and my life was changed a bit. And I was like, damn it, it worked again. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they really are powerful movements. But I guess, I guess what, what came to me recently by um, reading outside my normal sphere of life is how much we're all seeing that as white Western people mm. and whether people from other backgrounds, from other races who are disabled in other than stammering would have that same experience. We all go there, a lot of us in the same boat, we're white people who stammer and stammering is our one, our one deviance from the norm. If you've got another deviance from the norm, do you mm-hmm. have the same reaction um, um, to those sort of conferences? Yeah, I'm glad that you, oh, at the conferences, I was going to say. Um, oh, just generally. Yeah, at the meetups, um, you know, um, here in Toronto, the stammering meetups a few years ago, it struck me um, um, when immigrants who stutter would join our meetups and it really struck me oh wow not all like in the terms of the job setting like job interview settings finding a job mm-hmm. it's not only do they have the in, the speech <clears throat> excuse 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 me this you know the speech we'll say it fluency <laughs> the speech fluency or the speech disfluency to deal with it's you know do they have canadian experience do they have you know and then of course the 
the whole unconscious bias thing and all that that stuff. Yeah. And I remember uh, years ago, in the early years of my podcast, I'd interviewed a woman, a black woman in the States who started her own conference, starting conference for black people. And that made me, that set those gears in motion in my head going, oh, yeah, what would it be like for people from other countries or other, you know, nations? And then, I mean, even with the word fluency, you know, over here, or at least in our camp, it's like, ah, what a bad word. But I've heard that in, for example, in England, it's not such a dirty word. Um, or in even in other countries, or yeah, yeah. I mean, very, very I was just gonna, I Go was ahead. just gonna say that um, when you look at our book, the book Sam, Chris, and I wrote. Mm-hmm. If 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 I looking back was to have was to have one criticism on the book, it would be ninety nine percent of these authors are white people who live in either the UK, America, or or Australia. We we really. We we didn't we didn't represent people outside of that norm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's true of a lot of stammering yeah. conferences I go to. Um, yeah, same same actually, Patrick. Like I think in Australia, well, it should be similar in England and America. Because we, we we're all west. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because it, well, when it's hell, we're west, right? Well, See what I've as as um cultures, we are multinational cultures now, but. Having in said theory. that, even in, in, in even um in an Australian conference, it's mm. very Anglo. Um, there might be some visiting, uh, uh well, some um some uh students who have come along and they stutter and, and they're here possibly temporary. There's not a lot of, I guess, different um, although, other, uh, races and cultures thing. Yeah, although. Yeah. This, the conference in Toronto and in Montreal. Montreal, in Toronto, um, I've noticed more mix. Although mm-hmm. we're smaller, we're a lot smaller than say, I I always automatically default to the NSA conference because that's the one mm-hmm. that I've been to the most. But um, and but chi- but times are changing though, you know, just like how at beginning patrick you were saying um you know things are shifting right like more and more pride's yeah. happening so things are shifting more and more uh how can i word this uh, um just you know things are uh, shifting right uh where um oh what's i just <laughs> having a brain block right now uh, i think i think it's a bit like um to me it's a bit like climate change has always been this thing we've like talked about yes interesting Mm. But certain, but but sort of suddenly, the dynamics change, and it's it's a sort of climate change emergency, and you can see the same with like racism. It went from being what was undoubtedly a very important issue, but it's so much more in our consciousness on a day-to-day basis than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I think these things in the past, which were just interesting things to talk about and discuss have suddenly came to the fore as vital civil rights movements and i really hope stammering pride becomes part of that that it's not just an interesting side topic we can have on a podcast that it is something integral to our future which brings me to grant's talk in the upcoming australian 
Speakeasy Association virtual conference. Are we able to talk about that, or is that confidential till broadcast? <laughs> uh, I guess we can talk about well, it a little it's, bit. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's, well, it's public <laughs> uh, knowledge because it's we're on the actually website. Giving away too, too, yeah. too much too, too early. Yeah. But the title itself <laughs> speaks volumes. So you want to mention that? I can't remember the title. <laughs> um, well, Something, it's basically, <laughs> do you want me to look it up quickly right now? <laughs> yeah, 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 please. Uh, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, please. I, I, it's, I, it's, I work on so many different things, I, I can't re remember titles all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm clicking on conference, and I'm click, click oh, here to proceed. It's, um, if you want to raise awareness about stuttering, then stutter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, where, um, um, Professor Anne, Anne um, Packman and myself, we've, we've done, a, done a little study um, around uh, the, well, um, the impact of possibly, the, the impact on a hypothetical stuttering awareness campaign if you use an, a person who does not stutter to, to portray it, or if you use a person who does stutter to portray yeah. it. Um, and there was some very, very marked, um, um, I guess, differences which came out of that study um, in, in comparison to what people thought of the, of the person talking, um, the campaign, and hypothetically how much money each campaign would have, that would have actually raised. Mm -hmm. um, actually, going back to the diversity, uh, it's not just the skin color or the, you know, or the British Commonwealth, <laughs> the thing that came out of the Commonwealth, or or rather the we'll just call it the English speaking world. It's also, um, I think, it's also diversity in, you know, the the volume of stuttering. Right? There's a yeah, lot of yeah, us yeah. quote unquote yeah. rock stars. We don't stutter that much, you know, yeah. and we're saying just stutter open. That's why that's why I've always been mm -hmm. very careful with how I word things, because. I know a lot of people with a higher volume of stuttering who are, you know, they are overt, but they're like, well, I have no choice. I have to be overt <laughs> and all things yeah. like that. That's why I kind of moved away from conversations online to let me draw Frankie Banky comics <laughs> and, uh, you know, do my uh, giving back through that uh, venue there. But it, it reminds me a lot of that, the idea of, well, if you want stuttering awareness, don't just talk. Yeah, no, you should stutter openly. Something that I that I, that I always say on my show is like, well, you know, just stutter openly and just tell people, you know, that you stutter. That way, you 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 can do your bit. Like, you don't need an Oscar, you know, a movie, you know, to be made to win an Oscar mm -hmm. to get media, and then it fizzes away. Like, you could do it every single day when you order your coffee, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. and and I think the extremes. Um, also true, Dan, where we don't always want to portray stuttering. Like, we don't always want to get the worst person in the room to stand up and stutter. You know, <laughs> we, we, we want to show, show the fact that there's such a diversity of um, people who stutter and how they stutter, when they stutter, and, and in what, you know, um, flavours. Um, we, we want the, our own... I guess um, the people to understand the diversity, but we want the world to know that too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a large misunderstanding um, amongst our own own um, own um, the people that um, the people with the more 
overt and marked stutters are the ones who are always the most impacted. Where I will actually often argue it's the opposite. I've actually usually seen some people with what I would class as, um, what I can observe as incredibly minor stutters who seem to have very impacted social lives, seem to be um, hiding a lot more. Um, I've noticed I don't, that. Don't think, I don't think we can just binary say um, this person stutters at 66% uh, syllables every every um, minute, and this person does too. The person with the 66 is the person who's actually worse off. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's, it's understanding that we're all different. Yeah, um, and you need that whole big picture view. It's the encompassing mm, yes, of the yes, whole yes. individual, yes. not just, oh, you yes. stuttered that. You're focusing, right? It's it's the disability first, not the people first. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a really good point you've both made. And Grant, I'm really pleased you said what you said because I wasn't thinking along those lines. What I was going to do was I, I was going to compare it a little bit to autism. So autism's... Mm. Um, went through the sort of the, the, the neurodiversity paradigm where um, autistic people are increasingly saying their brains think in a different way, which is good, rather than it being objectified and pathologized as them having bad ways of thinking. Um, but where, where that movement has particularly been criticized is that um, sort of people who are quote-unquote high-functioning autistics, um, they're a lot more likely to accept their autism and be proud of it than people who are, I mean, I really hate the term, but you know, people who have intellectual disability as well. Um, You know, there's two different groups there and how they Mm -hmm. interact with the idea is different. But as you say, for, for, for... how, how much we stammer overtly doesn't always portray what sort of problems we have with stammering itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, we had that conversation, I think it was yesterday, Grant, didn't we? When I was saying, um, I'm always embarrassed on my show because I don't stutter that much. And then you were saying, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> and I forget exactly what you wrote. You and I thought, oh, well, yeah, because it's, I, I, everyone's I, I different. Guess, yeah. yeah, I guess, Dan, I was alluding to that you should just talk. You should not try to play up for the for the, um, the camera and try to put on a stutter. You should, you <laughs> and should hope that I stutter comes up. <laughs> Dan, yeah. 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 I, think, I think that really interests me. Grant, how would you... How would you feel if somebody voluntary, voluntary, voluntary stammered on purpose to make themselves stammer more and be more overt? Um, I think oh, I think it would depend on the context. I think um, like I, I understand voluntary stuttering in some therapy senses. You know the fact that yeah. you go out there and you pretend to stutter to get the person uh, more comfortable with you as a person who stutters in your speech. Um, as a technique, I don't mind it for people who it helps. Yeah. Um, but I think if it was media related or I, um, I, I would personally prefer more authenticity than, than, um, than control or um, staging it. Um, Another what, thing... What is, oh. 
what if, say, you go to a status hammering conference and you happen to be really fluent on those three days it and you happened. just think, <laughs> I, I don't feel like my voice fits in here. I want to stammer more. I've been there. Um, is I mean, I'd like to think people in that position could choose to, to stammer. If if there's if there's these people encouraging people to be to be more fluent, if they want to, coaches yeah. aiming for people to be more fluent. Why can't there be coaches <laughs> aiming for people to like stammer more? Yeah, it's a it's a interesting point, isn't it? Really, but but um, but but then I guess I, I would still feel uncomfortable with it myself. Yeah. I'm kind of portraying myself uh, slightly false, but. I mean, I mean, it's always going to be others there, you know, who who are who are openly stuttering more. Yeah. Um, I think I if, don't know. if you don't stammer, it would be false. But if you stammer, <laughs> then that, <laughs> that's yeah. a part of you which you normally hide, but you're actively yeah. doing. Yeah, know. but yeah, but if you're voluntarily uh, stuttering and, in a sense, faking it, then you're not being you. That's yeah. not a that's not a real real stutter. That's a active job. Like that's a <laughs> stage play. <laughs> it's Colin but, Firth. <laughs> yeah, but perhaps in certain contexts and with certain people, it, it might not be a bad strategy. Especially if, you, if, for example, you think that somebody um, might want to hear you stutter, or um, yeah. they yeah. might actually benefit from it. Yeah. I think we could all think of situations like if you're going on radio or TV, I always think you should try and throw in a flute, a few voluntary stammers, even if you're feeling extremely Especially fluent. since uh, there's a delayed audio feedback that happens when you're being interviewed on the radio because you have the headphones. It happened to me once. I realized that I was on the radio and all of a sudden I realized, I'm why, why am I not stuttering? I'm talking about the stuttering experience in this sense, but I'm not stuttering. And I realize, ah, it's because I'm hearing the yeah. audio feedback. Oh, crap. So that's something to keep yeah. in mind as we're, you know, you're trying to stutter, uh, spread stuttering yeah. awareness, and you're on TV or, or rather the radio. They don't put headphones on the TV. But, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I mean, in that sense, yeah. do you throw in a few stutters? Do you, you know, I mean, I do admit uh, the following um, – when I went back on the radio, um, after that, I did purposely drink a coffee right before because coffee does raise my stuttering because oh, I knew coffee. that I was going to have the, you know, the, 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 the delayed audio feedback. And I, well, I was just curious to see. Let's see if I stutter more, even with the coffee and the headphones. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's but I usually, um, sorry, but I usually throw in, you know, my, you know, my stuttering stutter is mild right now because for whatever reason but when i was younger this and this so i always throw that in just to explain <laughs> go ahead grant um, it's, it's, <coughs> oh, me. sorry sorry patrick is i was gonna ask have you thought about researching the difference between voluntary stammers and true stammers on raising money for stammering whatever people can tell that would be a well, hard thing to study um, to research <laughs> it would be interesting. Um, well, in the study I'm presenting at the ASEA conference, um, the the actor is actually a person who doesn't stutter who I coached, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because I just couldn't find find anybody locally who who, oh, who wow. uh, stuttered and um, who who would who would actually act free. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to do, Patrick. Um, for for me, um, you've raised some interesting points, Patrick, because like when I'm teaching um, the public speaking skills, and I'll, I'll often be teaching those classes to like a mixed audience um, of um, students from every single school and stuff. And I actually rarely ever stutter. <laughs> oh, wow. But I don't use it as a tool. Like, I rarely ever mention it. Um, it I'd, I'd only mention it suddenly if I started, like, to actually block hard. Just, mm. just because, for me personally, it's not... I don't see it as an integral story to my lecturing of public speaking. Mm -hmm. um, I just basically... Um, teach some basic um, speech skills, but when I do academic presentations, Patrick, that's where the worst um, presentation in terms of speech I've ever given was. I did a what would have been a ten-minute presentation where I stuttered on almost every second word, hmm. and that was overtly obvious then that I actually stuttered. Um, but the the the, the, um, the good thing about that, Patrick, was even though I started on every second word or so, I won an award for my speech. Oh, wow. Nice. An Congratulations. academic award along with a check. So I was <laughs> you got money too. Yeah, so I was completely happy, happy stuttering <laughs> there, Patrick. <laughs> If they're going to pay me to, it's I will. <laughs> You've also won a few times the Lecturer of the Year Award, like the uh, student choice. Yeah, the students chose you. Was, as, yeah. yeah, that was a while ago. I think um, uh, You're maybe, slipping. <laughs> four, maybe four times. Oh, but I don't think they run that comp competition anymore. Mm. Um, that was a national one, actually. Um, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Be, be careful, Grant. Your um, head won't fit in the podcast. I've never won an award for the teaching. <laughs> because I haven't... All your students failed, huh? Hard enough. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's... Oh, Patrick, I was... Going back to, um, I guess, the cultural sort of talk about stuttering and seeing different races and, and um, the cultures at various conferences, um, I think also, Patrick, for example, I'm not sure if if many of us white, white um, guys go to, say, India and Asia and some other places mm. to their stuttering, stuttering conferences. Like, I'm not sure if it's a shared experience, actually. Mm. Um, um, like I've always been meaning to go to the Indian one. I just yeah. haven't had the um chance yet. I, I think it'd be a very very interesting one. Are they are they still having their their virtual conference? I remember there was something. Oh, I, there was some quickly, talk about it. I'm not sure yet. Let me quickly look this up. You guys can continue mm. talking because since I've just um, mentioned it, blurted it out. <laughs> let me yeah. just and, uh, and of course, um, I guess Patrick. In some cultures, it's actually hidden totally. Like um, yeah. it's just not actually spoken about um i think um what overtly made me aware of it was when i was um teaching over in china and at a uni where i was teaching i was walking around first and i was like it's really interesting like there's um the classrooms which are actually up um high like maybe on the fifth floor or sixth floor but in every building there's only stairs there's stairs everywhere else <laughs> and, and then, I'm, then i'm thinking 
I don't. I don't think I've seen any students with any overt oh. kind, kind of a disability or handicap actually here. Yeah. Um, and that's because, you know, for in a country like China, it's actually more kind of, um, um, it's very, very covert and not as accommodated at times. Um, and especially stuttering, like I, I have met students who stutter in China, but again, they've definitely not been open to any conversation about it. Um, um, and have almost you, you, you can tell I think that they're used to actually hiding um, oh, wow. um, or hiding yes um, mm. I guess what I would add to that is um, so um, when I think about stammering I often think back to the medical model and the social model approaches to, to disability which is something we talked about in the podcast we did with you Danny two months ago mm-hmm. and um, I guess the social model and the disability rights rights movement are very much a western thing like those those things happen really? in a western oh. context They're very um, much so, yeah. mm. and it's and i wonder how do these thoughts translate into cultures in which that hasn't been as much a part um of their history you know if they've if they've not lived through the same rights right yeah Right, right movements, the same backdrop of medical model, big, big social model. Are these ideas so easily applicable to them? Um, or do they think about stammering in a completely different way to the way we do? Very, very true, Patrick. Like, um, I, I even find here, Patrick, that the medical and social model are more academic terms, actually, um, than actual um, terms used, like, at um, conferences or just um, yeah. in society really um, um, I actually prefer at the moment I'm doing a little bit of reading on um, empowerment models and that, that and that really kind of aligns to stuttering pride a bit that that's where um, in a sense you're trying to model stuttering as a trait or um, as actually part of you and not as a mm-hmm. n- negative and um, like when, when I talk to students about it, um, I often and this 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 may sound strange, but um, I use the analogy of of um Marvel's X Men. So I'll say the um <laughs> the mutants X Men. Yeah, well, well, they they're overtly facing the social model and the yes. medical model oh. because. What what is against him is um, society is actually telling them that there's something wrong with them, maybe causing them to hide and you know you know um, get um, special things done. Then is the the um, doctors and the scientists rushing to try to find some way to actually cure them. <laughs> but if you stand back from it, then there's um, 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 ec- at Xavier's school, which is a totally different model. It's an in, an, an empowerment model where it says it's okay to actually be, be um, different um, and you may as well actually use it um, and, in, and, in, and um, brace it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've so, never, so it's just a different way of thinking. I've never made that connection with the X-Men movies. 
mind you, it's been but, over a decade since I watched an excellent movie, but still, it's very. That's wow. why I'm a doctor and you're not. <laughs> PhD is not the same as a medical doctor like someone else in I'm, the room. I'm still a doctor. <laughs> in theory, no. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, very much in theory. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, this has been a very interesting conversation. Um, going back to Patrick's question, uh, how do we translate or how can that? I, mm. that, I think we need to listen and learn first we don't want to go you know do another colonialism happening here just more yeah. how, how, how do you find your, your cartoons translated danny just i see cartoons as based being something kind of universal yeah do, do they tend to um, um i'm learning now as i'm going so the way and and this and I think this ties in very well with um, the question of how do we, um, you know, the whole informa- uh, the whole idea of these other cultures, right? Getting all this, you know, um, learning from what other cultures, you know, mm. is it even right to say, hey, here's here's the alternative, you know, starring pride or acceptance and all that, all that stuff. It's what I've been, so right now, um, I've been hearing a lot from South America, SOPs in South America, um, uh, saying, asking me, can I translate this comic to use in my therapy sessions? Um, in fact, the very first Frankie Banky comic I ever posted, uh, maybe it was 2011, uh, 2010, where the first feedback I got was someone in India saying, uh, uh, the comic was just Frankie Binky saying his name, you know, stuttering on his name. And he says, wow, I, you know, I, I print, you know, thank you for creating this. I printed this out and I have a, um, I pinned it to the wall of my cubicle at work. Mm-hmm. And that made me like, holy crap <laughs> on the other side of the planet my comic is yeah. hanging in a cubicle like that would have never had happened without social media you know affordable yeah. internet technology photoshop and all that stuff like um and i think that's where like i'm someone who i'm not the netflix watcher i'm watching all the public broadcasters around the world because i just find it so interesting right and you know, there's this great uh, program on um, Deutsche Welle, which is Germany's public broadcaster, and they all and they talk about all the innovation. It's specifically to the green, um, the environmental innovation taking place throughout Africa, but they mention other countries as well around the world, um, and it's really interesting to see um, how completely different and I know this is such a yeah of course it's a very obvious thing to say how completely different other societies are in fact just yesterday I was watching a show from Japan where they were making Japanese spaghetti it's it's actual you know Italian spaghetti but they add wasabi they add uh, soy sauce and they have you know, and and then they talked about how it all started because of this restaurant, Italian restaurant that opened up in the 1950s, and they were adding ketchup, they were adding pepperoni, they were you know like they were making all these crazy things that, 
you know, we would, us Italians would never even imagine to put in a spaghetti. So I think to that question, how do we learn? Um, or we just keep talking, right? Just mm. keep learning and but listening more. You know, you know, like even in the Iceland Congress when we went, there were people from Africa that that, that I met yeah. from Japan. I met so many people, you know, from Singapore, um, and it's you know, and going back to your question with Frankie Banky, I'm learning a lot about to to avoid using metaphors <laughs> and using slang terms in my comics because they're very difficult to translate and what i've learned a very interesting thing that i learned was in south america every country has its own flavor of spanish which makes sense now that i've <laughs> thought of it um because even the word stuttering is cool totally different you know from spain from peru from argentina so my because my plan is to translate my stuttering awareness pins I'm like okay so it looks like i'll have to make Argentinian versions, Peruvian versions, <laughs> Chilean versions. So it's very, very interesting. And it really speaks to not just from a culture or race, but it is a, a truly individual, right? Um, and all we have to do is learn. I mean, and there's so much to learn and it's fascinating. Go yeah. ahead. I think I want Stammering Pride to be... Um, I read this book on feminism recently, and it was very much about opening up feminism, saying that there's going to be radical feminists, there's going to be mainstream therapists, feminists, there's going to be separatist feminists, there's, all, there's going to be all these different groups. And, and sort of together we can make that change. Mm. And for me, I want, that's what I want Stammering to be about, is everyone to find their own Stammering pride and then to 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 make to to make their change like some of us are going to be more radical than others but to always come back as a group as long as you're not trying to overcome mm. stammering i'm fine with it so basically yeah. be kind on facebook <laughs> yeah i think um uh, patrick's right like when that we're never going to get 100 uniformity or um harmony but as long as these groups and you know um, our different outlooks, our different um, cultures. That we we go out there, we we talk about stuttering, we 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 project it in a in a in a positive and strong fashion. But then, as Patrick said, then then we all come back at some stage, and we shake hands and we say yeah. we've all done a good uh, job. Like um um. Even if it takes five years, ten years, or possibly twenty years, as long as the movement mm. keeps on going forward, um, um, I, I think we will things will build actually rapidly, actually. Um, and I think they are. I, I, I think, for example, the NSA does project a lot of kind of pride at times. I think the B, BSA does. Um, if you go to a conference and stuff there, like I think it's happening. Um, mm -hmm. It's just um, no one always wants to say stammering pride or stuttering pride, but I think we, we are getting there. We, we, we are starting to to actually move. Um, like I'm seeing even changes here um, um, in Australia, where um, our conference in the, in the past, because of the history of the um, of the organisation, 
were very clinically focused on it. Um, but now they seem to be more accepting of um, people mm -hmm. actually um, uh, uh, openly stuttering. Um, so I think it was maybe the first one I went to um, at the desk when I was picking up my name, name um, badge mm, I I, story, and yeah. I stuttered. And the, the, the bench is like, Grant, slow down, breathe, now talk, <laughs> just control. Mm. And, and um, I was basically like, uh, everything's okay. <laughs> um, uh, if, if I'm quite happy to actually start up. <laughs> but, but, but now these things seem to be more accepting. It's not, not so much, um, again, oh, nice. that... that um, that actual clinical model or that um, medical model there, there anymore. Because I think people are, we're all becoming aware in a global sense that um, not everybody wants, wants to go through therapy. Not everyone wants, mm. wants, to, con, wants to control it or, or, or to actually manage it. Um, so things are changing. Mm -hmm. But I think um, when it comes to your comics, Dan, I think um, the, the the actual beauty about Frankie Banky and what you do is is the actual medium is accessible to practically everybody um, yeah. because it's it's very very uh, visual, and with your comics you don't try try to get too heavy. They're very simple messages, um, as opposed like you'd hand a person a comic and a child could probably understand it, a teen could probably understand it, and a adult mm. could also probably get um, some something from it. But hand them the same textbook and it's a totally different matter. Mm, true. Uh, um, hmm. So I should create Frankie Banky comics out of all the stammering pride and prejudice articles in the book. Let's not go there. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I oh, already God. regret not... <laughs> <laughs> that, that 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 actually sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> the Frankie Bangy verge verge version. <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to a animated Frankie Banky and hearing him actually talk. Well, that's actually in the works. Um, mm, yeah. I'm experimenting. It's it's more of a let's see what I what's feasible for me to do, because I am a mm -hmm. one person shop. So uh, yeah. there's something I'm hoping to do for the 10th anniversary of the King's Speech. Um, I just got to figure out um, what software I can use because I never, re I mean, I can imagine Frankie Banky animated, but I don't know if I can physically, like if I have the capability to make him animate, <laughs> moving. Just, just keep in mind, sometimes some of the best animations are the minimal ones. Hanna-Barbera, yes, I know. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be minimal, yeah. The 1950s. Patrick? There's an alarm started going off at my house. It stopped now. That's I'm funny. not being burgled. Oh, but, um, kind of the, see a little um, bit of smoke there. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, um, Daniel, I will actually volunteer to be Frankie Banky's voice if you want. Well, I already have someone else in mind. But uh, oh, okay, okay, well, the auditions, I can probably hold auditions. Can... Is, um, so, 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 sorry, Patrick, go. <laughs> I was I was going to suggest the guy who who hit Paddington's voice would would be he, oh, really wow. good. Paddington uh, Bear. <laughs> Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear. That's so yeah, British. Paddington Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Well, <laughs> I was uh, thinking, Patrick, of something like, Hi, I'm F -F Frankie Banky, and I'm coming to, to kiss you and hug you. So Bee Gees. Like so Mickey like Mouse it. and the Bee Gees. <laughs> yeah, I just lost most of my audience. <laughs> Who are the Bee Gees? Um, yeah. I don't the Paddington Bear voice. I gotta look that up. I it's been ages since I've seen a Paddington. It's like a very soothing voice, like a soft sort of spoken voice, isn't it? So Patrick kind of like a Winnie the Pooh, like a Winnie the Pooh kind of. Yeah, thing? soft, friendly, sort of. mm. interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friendly, friendly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, okay. Well, 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 we're well past the one our mark no um any parting thoughts final thoughts patrick shrugged i've, I've, I've really enjoyed this i just i um, if, if you're a person out there who stammers just think about stammering pride a bit maybe i mean obviously it's completely up to each individual yeah. but i'd like people mm. to just think about if they're proud of their stammering and what that pride is to them yeah, and I think I'd like to think for people to think about what their journeys are forward, um, you know, what they're planning to do um, in their life, etc., and not necessarily just focus on 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 their speech. Um, hmm. I think to me would be um, what's that relationship with your speech? So it's kind of a blend of both of yours, <laughs> what you just said. Yeah. Uh, so we've mentioned your book, uh, Patrick. Uh, you're in your friend's books. Uh, where can they find it? Any information oh, if we piqued any um, interests? Yeah. yeah, so I know everybody always seems to quote like websites when they do. You guys do, don't have one? <laughs> no. If you literally just Google stammering pride and prejudice, we nice. will be the first one or two hits. So please just nice. find it through Google because I can't Perfect. remember the, the, the website. <laughs> Patrick, are you planning a sequel? Um, there are talks in the works for one day doing a sequel. I think both Chris, Sam and I need a bit, a bit of time after the first one. Um, yeah. And we want the first book to, to sort of sink in and for people to have read it and thought about it before the next one comes along. So we're thinking one day, but not, <laughs> not, not, on, right not sort of next year or the year after. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still a very exciting time for stammering. There's always loads of good stuff coming out. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I just it's realized. It's going to be very. In... So, 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 no, no, sorry, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was going to say it's going to be very interesting for stuttering if Biden wins the election in the U.S. Yeah, that's true. And what what that means. Mm -hmm. um, and. Can I say too much? And <laughs> the mention of politics and the temperature drops. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on, only time will tell. Like what, what, what could happen? Um, don't know. Um, but I just realized I mentioned the uh, ASEA and you and your talk for it, but I didn't even mention when it's going to happen. So I guess that'll be your website, maybe to mention. <laughs> if anyone... The ASEA. The Australian Speak Easy Association. You'll find the information about how to register because registration is on. As we, uh, yes, I'm recording um, yes. this on here. Give me time. What is it? The 15th, the, the, uh, September 15th. The conference is 
late October. The information's up on the website, which Dan will share. Um, Speakeasy.org.au. <laughs> and uh, it's totally free online, and each all, all speakers will also be available for a question and answer session after their talk. It's funny. It's a ten minute. It's a ten minute Q and A of everybody stuttering. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm presenting too. Me too. Me uh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we all are. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll definitely have that in the uh, show notes. And well, thank you for coming on. Thank you. And that was my very long yet mind-growing and mind-blowing conversation <laughs> with Patrick Campbell and Grant Meredith uh, talking about pretty much, you know, we're all different and that's okay, of course. <laughs> and to respect each other's, each other's uh, goals, each other's journeys. And I, don't, and I don't mean to water anything down or undermine or anything like that, but that's really pretty much... A universal law, right? A natural law. Just respect me, not respect you kind of thing. So really, so like I said, at, way at the beginning of this episode, I'm still thinking a lot about, wow, I wonder what it's, what, you know, stuttering is like in other countries. I, I mean, I've always been like that. Uh, but this conversation really brought it out some more. <laughs> it really encourages me some more. So yeah, I'll have all the information we talked about, you know, books and such in the in the show notes over at stutteringschool.com. And I'd like to hear from you. What are you, what are your thoughts? Uh record, we'll say what, 3 minutes, 4 minutes uh using the voice memo app on your phone and uh, email it to coolstutter@gmail.com and I'll play it on the next episode of this podcast. So a lot of food for thought, a lot of food for thought in this conversation. I'm still blown away, still blown away. So, <laughs> uh, this episode has been brought to you by the Stuttering is Cool book that I made called Entitled Stuttering is Cool Guide to Stuttering in the Fast Talking World. It's full of my Frankie Binky comics. So, earlier, uh, you know, mentions of this Frankie Binky character. So, he's a cartoon character, a comic strip. Uh, protagonist that I created, um, and uh, he's a he's a he's a fox who stutters. So I so my book has comics and my experiences and my tips in venturing out of that comfort zone uh, of the uh, of being fearful of stuttering, uh, being fearful fearful of you know the judgment that you'll get from other people. And it's everything that I've learned over the years of how I'm like, you know what, I just thought and that's, and that's okay. So that's why it was hard for me earlier to expl- to answer Patrick's question about, you know, uh, the pride movement, like is Frankie Bainty stuttering pride or whatever. I'm like, no, it's more like I just stutter. No, just like, just, just, just like saying I have brown hair. Right? It's kind of like that. So I wish I'd thought of that when I was talking to Patrick. <laughs> well, good thing for post-recording. Oh, well. <laughs> so, so I mean, if that's stuttering pride, then so be it. If that's acceptance, so be it. You know, um, in the end, I guess it's more of an attitude. but Or uh, philosophy? So philosophy? So we're going into the English language again. So <laughs> we'll venture out of there. That's what I meant by I'm more of a big picture person, right? So in any case, uh, details, back to my book, how to get your hands on a copy of my book over at stutteringiscool.com. 
So until then, may your may your stuttering always be with confidence. Ciao.